Shalom, brothers and sisters. This is Abba's daughter back with another very edifying episode. So today, the title of this episode is called Unbelief, okay? Now, family, there are so many people. I mean, people who call themselves Christians or who call themselves children of the Most High or who call themselves followers of Christ or whatever their title is. There are so many out there who operate in unbelief. Now, the Lord says in his word that he does not desire that any man should perish, but that all should come to repentance, okay? He makes it very clear that he takes no joy in every single person who is a human being that falls and goes to hell. He takes no joy in that. As a matter of fact, it has an opposite effect for him. It breaks his heart because no man, we weren't designed, we weren't supposed to go to hell, okay? We really weren't. That was not what we were supposed to do. Um, the inspiration for this episode is that um, I have a loved one who I desire to see go to heaven because family she has been through so much okay and when I say she's been through so much I mean spiritually she's been through a lot more spiritual um, situations than myself or anyone else that I know okay after all of that you know I just really want to see her come into the Lord's rest right and the Lord makes it very clear um, about unbelief and I'm gonna go into um, some scripture about unbelief here in a moment but I would hate for anyone not just my loved one for anyone who is operating in the spirit who's who got forced into the spirit realm who's been dealing with the demonic beings and all kind of things, I would hate for them to fall and perish after going through so much trauma, okay? But, you know, the Lord, he does make a way out. He does give us a way out. Um, but we'll, we'll get into more of that in a little bit. So I took the liberty of writing down what unbelief um the definition of unbelief is I went to the Webster dictionary of 1828 I like the older ones and unbelief these are the definitions De disbelief of divine revelation disbelief of the truth of the gospel rejection of Yeshaya and the doctrines he taught distrust of highest promises and faithfulness and the last one is of weak faith okay I think a lot of the stuff that people are going through um, those who do operate in unbelief I think a lot of it is a uh, misunderstanding of their Creator okay a misunderstanding of our Heavenly Father not knowing him you know what I'm saying? Um, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, 
the Lord tells us clearly to try the spirits to see if they are of him. Abba must know what's going on. If he's telling us to try the spirits that we're listening to or hearing or being directed by, okay? There's a lot more going on in the spirit realm than what meets the eye, all right? And many people fail. I mean, they really do. They fail to understand the difference, to understand what is really going on. And those who think they have it figured out come to find out they don't, okay? It's very clear what the Lord talks about in his word about people who don't believe. It's very clear, all right? So reading from Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12, this is what it says. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in, in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Okay, so right here, the Lord is telling us that you have an evil heart if you don't believe. Okay, then he goes on, let's see, Matthew chapter 13, All right, let's turn to that, Matthew, oh, there it is, chapter 13, verses 57 through 58, and this is what it says, and they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. So here, the Lord is showing us that if you are a person, the Lord has given an abundant amount of understanding to. It can be difficult to teach those who know you simply because they know you okay not because you're some mysterious prophet from a different country or a mysterious person with knowledge they don't have because they don't know who you are no it's difficult to help those you love or know because you know them okay but he does say because of their unbelief many mighty works were not done there do you see it correlates because of unbelief the lord does not operate miraculously in your life okay so let's see what's next we have mark chapter 9 go ahead and turn to that mark chapter 9 verses 23 through 24 okay and the bible reads Yeshia said unto him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. And straight away the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help you my unbelief. So, Yeshia makes it very clear that all things are possible to him that believe. Not some things not certain things, not a remnant of things, not stuff you see, not stuff you can taste, not stuff you can hear. He said all things, brothers and sisters, and if you believe that, the Lord can freely move in your life, okay? So let's see what's next. Romans chapter 3, 
Romans chapter 3, verses 3 through 4, okay? And the Bible reads, For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yes, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that you might be justified in your sayings and might overcome when you are judged. So what the writer is saying is that just because you don't believe does not make it real and does not make the Lord without effect just because you don't believe. Okay, he might not have any effect in your life. And why is that? Because you don't believe. But to the man that does believe, the Lord is working in his life miraculously. Okay. So before I go on with some more reading about unbelief, are you guys getting the picture yet? Are you guys understanding how important it is to believe? The Lord cannot move in your life if you don't believe. And there's a reason for it. Not that the Lord can't move in your life. But he really values our faith in him. Faith isn't just believing. It's trusting. Okay? You have to trust him. And if you don't trust him, then he can't move. Because the glory, when it is manifested, it doesn't go to nobody but him. Because he makes it very clear. He does not share his glory with anybody. Okay, with nobody. His glory is his alone. And the only time and the only way he will move in your life, right, is if it's done for his glory alone. All right. So let's see. Romans chapter 11, verse 20. And the Bible reads, Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And you, talking about the Gentiles, stand by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. Okay? For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed lest he also spare not you. Okay? So, Romans 11 is a very special uh, chapter. Okay? Because it talks specifically about... Um, the salvation the Lord has also bestowed upon the Gentiles. It explains why he decided to extend his hand to the Gentiles as well as to his special people. All right. Um, but he makes it very clear that because of our unbelief, our ancestors, the Israelites, because they didn't believe anymore, you know, it made it possible for the Lord to search for what he needed from the Gentiles, okay? So, it's very important that we, like I said, we, we keep on believing and we keep on trusting, right? So, let's see, Hebrews chapter 4. <clears throat> let's see. Hebrews chapter 4 verses 1 through 11 right and the bible reads let us therefore fear lest a promise being left of us entering into his rest any of you should seem to come short of it for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them but the word preached did not profit them 
not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remains that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached enter not in because of unbelief. Again, he limits a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Yeshiah had given them rest, then would, not, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remains therefore a rest to the people of Ahiah. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as Ahiah did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Hallelujah. So, do you guys understand what this is saying? I'll go ahead and expound it just in case you don't understand. What it's saying is that, there is a day of rest that's coming upon all of those who believe and trust in the Most High. Okay? That day of rest has not happened yet, but it will. Alright? And that day of rest is specifically for those who have labored, who have labored while on this earth for the Most High. Just like the Lord, when He created everything in six days, He rested on the seventh. There is a specific day of rest just for his people who have labored, okay? But you have to believe. Because in verse 11 it says, Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Once again, Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12 talks about an evil heart of unbelief. If you have unbelief, you have an evil heart, okay? So I want to read um, John. Now, this is going to be the last um, verse that I read that pertains to unbelief. But this is a very important, very important um, passage, okay? Go to John chapter 10, verse 26. 10, verse 26. This is very, very important. Listen very carefully. This is what he says. But you believe not because you are not of my sheep as I said unto you that was Yeshiah speaking who was he speaking to well let's read a few passages before okay well let's see I guess we'll read the first chapter or in the first verse, sorry. And we'll read all the way down to the 26th verse, okay? Because he's really explaining something. This is John chapter 10. And it reads, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that enters not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Okay? So he makes it very clear already that if someone does not come in, um, by invitation if someone doesn't come in the normal way but they come in a different way 
okay? They are a thief and a robber, meaning they are not the shepherd. They are an imposter, okay? The only ones that are imposters are those who are of Satan, okay? Verse 2 says, But he that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep, all right? So he confirms it again. The person that comes in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep, not the person who went in by the window, not the person who came down the chimney, okay? The person who went in by the door. Verse 3 says, to him, the porter opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So what he's saying is that the shepherd knows the sheep, and the sheep knows the shepherd. Very important, brothers and sisters. Verse 4 says, And when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. You see what I'm saying? The sheep follow him because they know his voice. No other voice will they follow except that of the Most High. Okay? Verse 5 says, And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. See, I'm, I'm going ahead of myself. The Lord makes it very clear. The sheep knows the Lord's voice. All right? When the devil comes, or any other demonic being, or anybody else comes, they will not pay attention to them. Okay, they will run from them because they know that person is not who they're supposed to trust. All right. Verse six says, this parable spake Yashiah unto them, but they understood not what things they were, which he spake unto them. Then said Yashiah unto them again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Hallelujah. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Which he did, brothers and sisters, okay? But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. So who is he speaking of? This particular verse, verse 12, it speaks of those who come and are supposed to watch over the sheep, but they run when times get rough, they run when the devil comes. That could mean, a whole, you know, many things. It could be um, those pastors out there who call themselves pastors, who are really agents of the devil. It could be anyone who is sent out into the world to confuse and scatter the sheep. Okay? So verse 13 says, The hireling flees because he is a hireling and cares not for the sheep. See? Once again, I'm talking ahead of myself. He is talking about those who come and they're infiltrators of the church and they scatter the church because they don't care for the sheep. All they care about is themselves. Okay. Verse 14 says, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Do you hear me? He says, those who belong to him know him. All right. Verse 15 says, as the father knows me 
Even so know I the Father, and laid down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Do you hear that, brothers and sisters? There is a division, okay? Do you see that he has one of this fold and one of a different fold? He speaks of two different folds of sheep, but they will become one. Oh my gosh, I'm getting revelation right now as I'm speaking to you. This is the same thing as the ten virgins. This is his church. Where one was ready and the other one wasn't ready. Oh, hallelujah. He said, there are two right now. But they will become one. When do they become one, brothers and sisters? They become one when he raises them up and catches them away to the marriage. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Should we see that revelation? <laughs> the Lord is so good. Verse 17 says, Therefore does my father love me because I laid down my life that I might take it again. No man takes it from me, but I lay it down my, of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. So there was a division, therefore, again, among the Jews of these sayings. And many of them said, He hath the devil, and is mad. Why hear you him? Others said, These are not the words of him that has a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. And Yeshiah walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long do you make us to doubt? If you be the Christ, tell us plainly. Yeshiah answered them, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you believe not, because you are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. He said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Hallelujah. All right. Now, I know that was kind of long, brothers and sisters, to read. But I wanted you to understand what Yeshiah is saying. Okay? If you do not believe, right, the things that Yeshiah is saying, if you do not believe and you do not trust him, you're not of him. Simple as that. Simple as that okay so i thank you guys for tuning in and listening i just hope this was edifying to you to do some further research um just do a personal checklist you know if there are some areas in your life where you are having trouble trusting the lord you have to get rid of that okay Abba Chaya knows better. And he will never do you wrong. But you have to trust him. Okay? So with that being said, I love you guys. And I will talk to you guys soon. Shalom, family. Love you.